Hey, Revelation Wellness friends. We're so glad you're here today for this fantastic conversation with Elisa and our very own Adrian Edge, who is launching our Rev Kids back on the RW Plus app. They're talking all about what we're doing around here for our Rev Kids. And best of all, each month, we're bringing you special premium episodes on the RW Plus subscription app just for kids, from bedtime meditations to be still and be loved. So head over to RW Plus to listen today. And if you're not a subscriber yet, you can try it for free for seven days. We also wanted to let you know that you are invited to a free webinar, and Elisa's talking all about why your body was made for ability, not vanity. Are you finally ready to move out of the cycle of comparison and shame and break free from the world's standards about what your body is meant for? It's time to say goodbye to diet culture and shame. Join us live Thursday, August 10th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Swipe up on the show notes for the link. Okay, friends, let's get this episode going. Peace. All right, Revelation Wellness fam, we have a fun one today. Our friend of the house and fellow fitness teacher, gospel preacher. If you've done Revwell TV, if you've done some Be Still and Be Loved, you have probably done them with Adrian Edge. Adrian, welcome to the podcast. Hi, so excited to be here. What an honor. Oh, so, so good. fun. So fun. Where, have you been on the podcast before? I, I, I mean, I've talked to you in all kinds of Zoom calls. Like, I feel like, have no. we ever done a. We've never done a podcast. No, this is the first one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I sometimes just assume, oh, everyone knows what they're doing. It's just a podcast. Okay. Well, welcome. We're so, so, you know, we have a podcast. Yes. yes, (laughs) You've heard of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. You guys, we have Adrian here today because we have been under the wire, creating some really amazing content. Honestly, it feels like people have asked for this for years, Elisa. When are we going to have a program designed, aimed at for kids? And now it's happening, Adrian and a couple other, who are the other um, developers of the Rev, uh, RevWell Kids program? Yes, there are four of us. It's definitely a team effort. So it's myself yeah. along with Danielle Maxson. Yes. Uh, we have Kelly Schaefer and then yes. we have Nicole Raybone. So the three of us, we come together and just bring all of our areas of experience and expertise yeah. and it really is an iron sharpening iron group. And it's just been such a labor of love and we cannot wait. <laughs> we cannot wait to see I can't, what I cannot happens. Wait. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> I, I have to be honest. This was, this was a, a new era for a new time for me because I went away on sabbatical yes. and I think I had caught wind that there was, you know, I just heard like RW kids and I thought like a a Rev University or something was happening for kids. I thought, okay, that's, that's great. I, I, I was just glad to hear that we've got something going and praise God for Johnny Goodmanson. Johnny is our yes. programs director and she's yes. just mans the ship of programming so well. Mm-hmm. But while I went away on sabbatical and then I came back and I got my head down, started doing all the things. And then we had our last filming summit, a filming project. So if you guys use RevWell TV for free, uh, that we get together to, I to three times a year and we fly everyone in and we just film back to back all the content. It's so fun. It's one yes. of my, I love it. I, I feel so blessed that all my friends get to come and we hang Great. out and sweat and ache for a few days to create yes. good content. <laughs> so we're going through all the filming and I see RW kids. I'm like, Oh, are you kids? Oh, okay. I thought you guys, again, we're doing something for Rev university, like going to create some teaching content. I had no idea. So it's the last day we've been filming everything. And all of a sudden these kids show up in the studio. I'm like, what's, 
oh, like we're actually, oh, we're doing workouts with kids. I've got giddy inside. I had no idea. And I looked at John, I'm like, I had no, and it felt like a gift because yes. there's nothing greater as, as someone, as a visionary that we've always cared about kids. We've just never had people to like really get behind it and care for it. I have, when we began Revelation Wellness, as a ministry back in my church here in 2011, kids showed up all the time and we would naturally have like kids class kind of things happening with the kids and the parents. We just did yeah. that, but we never really put some, something to it. So anyways, you guys, it's coming. Like we have stuff coming back in the app, I believe for our RW kids. So you yeah. want to get subscribed to the app y'all it's in the app. It's all happening in the app. Yeah. So if you've got kids at home, this it was so beautiful to watch. So how was it to create it? Tell me the heart, like what, what was your why? And as a team, what was the why? Yeah. So essentially what we are developing is kind of twofold. First, it is a training program for Revelation Wellness instructors to yeah. teach them how to use their training with children and families. Yeah. So it's 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 outward facing towards the instructors, equipping them. You have all this great training because our training is very comprehensive, yeah. but it doesn't sure. really talk about kids yeah. specifically and how that works. Right. So yeah. that is what the training is for, as well as those that might be instructors that say, you know what, I really want to bring my kids along with what I'm doing in Rev. So even if you may not be an instructor that is teaching kids per se, but you have children in your home or you have children around you, how can you kind of just bring them into what so you're good. doing? So that's the first part. And then the second part is exactly what you described. We've started to uh, drop some content in Revel TV that's mm -hmm. actually kids workouts. So mm -hmm. to so kind of like you said, Elisa, like I, I guess I'm, I can be very visionary. I mean, I have lots of ideas and different things, mm -hmm. but to be a part of planning something so kind of head down in it for months and months and months. Mm. And then you have this idea and Johnny came to us and she said, you know, what's your wish list? What do you, what would you essentially like to see happen? And we can, you know, throw it against the board and see what sticks. And so we said, well, we'd love to film some instructional videos, yeah. you know, go to the studio and actually film some content for the course. She granted that, you know, and so we were like, oh my gosh, we're doing it. So fun. And then we were like, wouldn't it be cool if we were able to actually film a workout with kids while we were there and we were able to do that. And it's just so good. I mean, once everybody, once the kids, honestly, once the kids started to come in, I had to go in the storage closet and get <laughs> yourself to go, together. Yeah. I had to be a little MIA for a second. I'm like, okay, it's happening. The kids are here. This is really happening. Okay. Get yourself together. All right. You know, and then to just watch them record. I mean, we've recorded them, you know, reciting a script and, you know, yeah. just speaking about how, how their identity is in Christ. I mean, just yes. seeing them and hearing the voices, it's just all of us were in tears and then just the workout to just see it come together. Amen. Oh my gosh. It just is really a little, um, it really is a glimpse of heaven and then seeing what this could potentially become it's and knowing camp. that <clears throat> yes, kids have always had a place in rev, you know, we, yes. my daughter, my son, they will totally. do workouts with me all the time, but that there's something specifically carved out just for them. Amen. Like that is something that I think 
as they're scrolling social media, as they're trying to find their friend groups, as they're trying to go here and there, they know that they can come to Rev and they can press play and they can find some stuff that's just carved out just for yeah, that. So, so good. Yeah. I, I've told this staff, I think I might've mentioned this to you guys. So you guys are all educators as well. So that yes. a lot of the people that have come together to create this content, educators are people that I get the joy of coming in tight and we spend three months together, just mentoring, talking, working through leadership, you know, carving more of this culture into our heart and wanting to see the mission do what it's going to do and, and the Lord be glorified. So you guys as educators are just, I, I get it. Like you, you're all in. And I, and I love that. And I remember saying, and I don't know if it was to you or maybe to Johnny and them, but I know that I've, when we, when I can kind of transition out, I'll know my job here is well done when we have on-ramped the next generation, like really on-ramped right now. Like you said, yes, they're welcome. Yeah. But we've got to have the, we've got to be the first to have the conversation. Yeah. We are the first. It's that, that law of first exposure, like whoever tells your kid about who they are, their bodies. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the world we're living in now where there's so much, uh gender, you know, dys, dysphoria, like that yes. uh, we know, like we've got to have this conversation early yes. on. And so that's what I'm excited. This isn't just happy, clappy kids. Like, no, yes. we're going to take back some ground. That's right. And I see this, your guys doing that program. That's why I was crying. I was watching you guys. Cause I said that prayer to the Lord over my sabbatical, like, okay, when I get mm -hmm. back, we have to start like kids. How do we get how do we start something where kids are, are the target kids are the treasure kids yeah. are the, the baton carriers. Kids yeah. are honored that we learn something yeah. from them as well. Cause we always say in rev, there's no junior Holy spirit. Everyone's right. got the Holy spirit and kids have something to teach us. I mean, my kids have been some of my greatest teachers. Yes. Not, yes. You know, so yes. I'm looking forward to see, I feel like this is busting open the door. Yeah. And I see one day having retreats that are for kids or camps yeah. that are for kids yeah. and yeah. that whole no, delightful joy and adventure of God. But also this is who God is, this is how he's created the world. And there's tension. Yeah. You yeah. know, not like yeah. to say some, we're going to struggle with stuff. It's going right. to be real against your body, the war, your mind, yes. start talking kids to, you know, about this integrated yes. message earlier. Mm -hmm. That gets me yes. so excited. What about you? Oh, for sure. I, you know, I was, <laughs> there's a scripture in judges and it talks about how um, it's after Joshua dies. And it says that there was a generation that came that didn't know about the Lord and what he'd done for the people. Mm. And so that's what really um, presses on my heart because the enemy is starting earlier. I mean, yeah. the things that our kids are dealing with, whether it be socially, whether it be with their mental health, whether yes. it be physically, like the diseases and things that they're dealing with now, these are things that we didn't have conversations about until no people joke. became adults or it high school no even. And so now the enemy is just attacking sooner and sooner. And I really feel like, um, we are at risk of becoming that generation again, that mm. has a group of people that rises up and they don't know the God yeah. that we know, they don't know, yeah. you know, the deliverance that's available. And so this is something where kids are very impressionable. Their brains are sponges. Um, they, they model what they see. They repeat what they hear. And if we're just telling them about mm -hmm. Jesus and telling them about things and not 
showing them and teaching them and reaching them in a way that they yeah. understand, yeah. um, it, we're going to miss it. We are so going to miss it. And, you know, I, 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 I see it and I feel it. And like you said, there is tension, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of tension between, um, how to do it. But I think it's something that you say all the time in our going is our healing mm-hmm. So in our going is the instruction. Like as we take the step forward, he's going to show us, okay, I need you to move your foot over a little to the left. You know, yeah. he's going to show us, so, but we yes. have, to, we have to give him something to work with. And yes. I feel like this is our um, effort to give him something to work with. Yes. So what's your background? Share a little bit. I was thinking your background, you work with some kids, didn't you? Like in your kind of, did you fall into that and new nutrition and stuff was involved? Tell them a little more about how God has kind of been on a journey with you, putting you your steps in a direction. 100%. So, uh, my, I have a master's degree in education, counselor education with a focus in student affairs. So I'm educationally trained to work with college students. And that's where I thought initially, you know, growing up, like probably 80% of children or girls want to do, I wanted to be a dancer and a teacher. Like that's, mm-hmm. that was in my heart, but um, having some experience uh, teaching when I was in high school, like doing some student teaching, I was like, the classroom is not it. I'm not built for that. That's not mm-hmm. my gifting, mm-hmm. but I still have and had a heart to teach. So I went into, um, into that field of student affairs, loved it, um, okay. and really had the opportunity to work with young adults to help them uh, fine tune their career path and help okay. them stay in college and all the things that they needed to be successful. Well, when I started having children, my worldview changed, my perspective changed, and mm-hmm. my priorities changed. And I wanted to be home with my son, then son, now son and daughter, um, Mm -hmm. and really started thinking more about, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to start feeding them soon. Like, how do I do that? And then how am I going to be a good role model? And I didn't have the best example um, of, of mothering, you know, growing up. And so I was freaking out. Then when I had a girl, that mother daughter relationship, I was like, oh my gosh. So Mm -hmm. really it was, it was life that, um, kind of forced me to shift my focus. And then as I shifted my focus, I started to learn more about nutrition and wellness and got some certifications. And, um, and so I started a business where I was teaching kids how to cook. So reaching, uh, the nutrition and wellness piece through Mm -hmm. kids, because Mm -hmm. I knew that kids oftentimes, even though they're not the ones buying the groceries, there are a lot of times the ones that are influencing what gets put in that cart. So went that direction. And then we moved um, right now we're in Somerville, South Carolina, which is right near Charleston. And so when we moved here, I went back into higher ed for a couple of years. And then the Lord started pulling at my heart again. And he's like, okay, I need you to shift focus. I need you to come out. And so that's where this, you know, this area of Um, that's when, you know, revelation wellness entered my Mm -hmm. life. That's Mm -hmm. when kind of this area of working with kids. Mm -hmm. And even though I have, even though I know, I know, I know, I know that I'm called to work with kids and families. I fought it a lot. Like for a, a, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard place to work. Tell me me why, why it's so hard. It's hard because, um, I don't know. I think a lot of times you know, kids are just so honest. I mean, they're so honest. And if they don't like it, they don't like you. They don't, I mean, they're very open to tell you, you know, and 
And sometimes in full transparency, they can be germy. You know, there's a lot <laughs> happening when kids go around in a group. It's like, oh, it's not the, it's not the sexiest thing to yes. do, right? Yeah, it, yeah it's but messy. It's sure. very messy, but God just, whether it's serving in church, serving in my community, mm-hmm. um, opportunities that I've had with my own personal ministry and business, it is always kids. It is always moms. It is always, so I'm like, okay, Lord, yeah. I'm going to stop resisting it, trying to fight against it, yeah. trying to fight against it. And so the more I've been leaning into this space, the more he's been opening doors. That's when Rev Kids opened. That's of course. a lot of these other opportunities locally have opened for kids and for their families. So it's, it's messy, but it really is a beautiful space to be in. Yes. I think the other reason is because it hits so close to home. Like, yeah. you know, you, you can, you can go out and minister to other people and you can speak about, you know, the goodness of God. And you can tell kids mm-hmm. who you were created to be. But sometimes when you see your own kids struggle with certain things, it's like, man, you know, yeah. or you kind of feel like because I'm going out and doing this, yes, you can almost anticipate, yeah, you know, that there's going to be some retaliation, you know, yes. from the enemy. So that's kind of where it's like, you know what? If I'm going out there and that's where he called me, he's already prepared everything Amen. back at home. That's so right. not worrying about that and just saying, okay, Lord, however you want me to show up, that's how I'm going to show up. <laughs> I love it. So what would you say right now for our listeners who clearly we know we have a lot of uh, primarily female listeners. We have some guys out there. Shout out to the guys. Shout out to the guys. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yep. Whoop, whoop. But you know, kids, we've, we've got the kids and they're maybe doing some Revwell TV with us right now, or yeah. kind of, you know, um, watching from the sidelines. What would you, what, where does someone who's concerned about their kids health, right? Cause that just, mm-hmm. man, want to trigger us. It's like, for some people watching our kids make certain food choices or, you know, we just, it, it really can do our own stuff with us, depending on our relationship with food and, and right. our bodies. Where would you say like for someone who's trying to begin some healthy steps for their home and their kids, what would, what's a good first step to do or where should they begin? Yeah, I would, um, I would say to have a conversation about it and, and start it out with not necessarily um, you know, we're going to make some healthier choices, like family meeting, we're making some changes, not necessarily that, but maybe asking your kids, what do they enjoy doing? What do they like to do? Or what do they want to be when they grow up? Kind of getting them talking about where their head is and what they're working towards, or, um, if they haven't even thought about it, you know, what's kind of some of those ideas and then start shaping some of the things that you do around their interests. So if you have a child that wants to be an athlete, that's an easy one. You know, you start, you know, taking walks, you start playing basketball, you start kind of yes. doing more active things. Uh, if you have a child like my daughter, she wants to be an architect. Okay. Well, you know what? Architects have to have a sharp mind and they have to have dexterity and all these things. And so it's like, you try to shape what they're doing towards what they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to food, you start talking about food in a language that supports what they're interested in. So, you know what, you said that you wanted to be a basketball player. This is some strong basketball fuel right here. And it's the fruits, the veggies, the proteins, the whole grains, you know, those types of things. 
I think that we do a great job of trying to hammer in, uh, you know, healthy nutrition and telling kids yes. that they should and shouldn't eat yeah. versus helping them make decisions based on the reasons why they should eat certain foods. That's good. And then not outlawing, you know, the foods that aren't so healthy, you know, letting them have the candy. I will use the example of my daughter. She has a sweet tooth, just like her mom. Okay. And for her, I'm like, Oh, shut it down. No sweets in the house, no sugar, no nothing. And what does she do whenever the worst thing? Yeah. She starts sneaking it and she'll hide it and I'll find wrappers and, and I'm like, what is happening? And so her response is, well, I knew you were going to say no. Yes. Well, yeah, of course, you know, yes. but then I had to pray about that. And I really was like, okay, let's find a way that she can have those things yes. and know that they're available so that she doesn't feel like she has to sneak and hide. Because once right. we start sneaking, hiding candy, that's right. then we're going to start sneaking, hiding secrets that's and information right. and all, you know, it's a gateway. Yes. Um, so, you know, when we have candy and stuff in the house, I tell her have one or two pieces a day. And sometimes she picks one, sometimes she picks two, sometimes she forgets that I even told her she could have it. But is mm-hmm. that going to derail her health knowing that she's eating a balanced, you know, balanced yes. diet in general? No, but right. what it is doing is teaching her, I can find a way to enjoy this stuff and still be healthy and see myself, you know, in a very confident, positive way. Yes. It's teaching her to kind of self-regulate instead of yes. it being something that she becomes ashamed of. So good. I do agree with you, Adrian. I think some of the best advice I would go back and give myself <laughs> is to have more conversation with my kids instead yeah. of implementing laws and rules or, you know, we think we're really loving and, and you are, we're loving when we say, this is, this is the rule. This is how we do it. Yeah. And no questions asked. It makes it easy for everyone. Right. But leaving room for them to have a vote on how, you know, whether it's, a, how do you feel about dinner time? just to ask that question, how do you feel about dinner time? Because yeah. meals can evoke fear for some people, yes. uh, anxiety, if I have to eat something or I don't really like this and I have to make yeah. mom happy. There's food. I, I can remember being a kid and not being able to leave the table if I wouldn't eat what my mom put before me. And I, and I'm telling us, God bless you, mom in heaven. Say hello to Jesus. She's a <laughs> terrible cook, terrible cook. That woman would put weird things together. And it was like, Oh, I couldn't do it. And yeah. I can remember, I can remember those scenes that you see in movies where kids don't get up from the table and just sit there. Oh, I did it. I yes. did the standoff. So I'm not I. eating so it. For it was like, a, it was like a, like a, like you said, a standoff. It really, yes. especially with my son, it was definitely like, you're going to eat these veggies. And mm. he would, he would literally just sit right there. And I'm like, looking back now, like what in the world What did I do? Yeah. But, yes, but now, yes. you know, he, he will eat and he will enjoy it. He might add hot sauce. He might add some barbecue sauce, some ketchup, oh, yeah. but you know what, at the end of the day, whatever you got to do, because you like, he knows, okay, I'm an athlete. So I need to eat well so that That's I right. can do the things that I need to do. And yes. if this kale, I mean, they like kale, but like, if this kale is going to help me, then I'm going to add some hot sauce and we're just yes. going to call it a day, you know, but yes. there's some things that my kids don't like, and it could be texture, you know, some of those things. 
And I try not to force them to eat those things, but then there's some things where they would rather have the cookie or the dessert or, you know, so then in those, that's where that conversation comes in. Okay. Are you hungry? You know, are you hungry? Okay. Well then let's eat, you know, well, I don't really like this. Okay. Why don't you like it? And then taking that as feedback. Come on, that's right, moms and adjustments. I didn't grow up in a household where I was allowed where you got a vote. No, it just really was what it was. And you know, again, going back to that scripture, like then rose up a generation. Like they're they're different, uh, different characteristics and different dynamics of each generation. So for me to say, well, my grandmother, because I was raised by my grandma, you know, my grandma didn't do that, so I'm not going to do it for my kids. I was a different kid. Like, and it was a different generation, It was a different generation. The world was different. Like there's so many things going on now that our kids are dealing with that. We just don't know. And a lot of times we can add pressure to them and we wonder, and I'm not, I'm not trying to guilt anyone or, you know, put shame on anyone, but it's like, sometimes we wonder how our kids kind of mentally get to a certain space. Like I thought they were happy, but it's yes. like all these little things just add more and more weight. So, so true. something so that they true. have to do every day, like eat, why mm. not think of ways to make that yes. more nourishing, 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 kind. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeding. I mean, back, uh, I know we all went through food is not the boss of me here yeah. and as a ministry kind of rocked us all a little bit like, <laughs> okay, how do we do this with our kids? You know, cause yes, we still have to direct cause they can have full reign to make every right. decision, but we get right. to put the food in the house. We get exactly. to shop it, but to really start to have more like just a healthy, okay. Yeah. Not being so rushed to worry or be fearful. We have a lot of fear around food. We have a lot of fear around our kids and fear that they're not going to grow and fear, like fear, 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 instead of, oh, I have to take that to the Lord. I got to do my work. That's yeah. why I'm so excited about RW Kids, Revelation Models Kids coming online. Cause I feel like we've been spending 13 years getting the adults um, you know, to do their work, do right. their work, get healthy, be whole, like do your thing right. inside so that you can make a generational change. Yeah. Um, we also have more coming. No, we can't talk about it yet. We have more <laughs> coming for all of you who are like, I don't, I want to be an instructor, but I don't want to teach classes. We got something coming for you. Because yeah. we want this to get into you so you understand how to live well. No yeah. matter if they're bounding or basing and whether your kid is a straight A student or flunking out, like you yeah, can yeah. hold yeah. so that the kids, we have some lifeline to give our kids and to show up for these conversations that can yes. be uneven, uneasy. We might not get the answer we want to hear. We might okay. hear them say exactly like, I don't really like your spaghetti. It's gross yeah. when you put peas in it. Please don't do <laughs> right. that. That's my mom. Shout out. Um, <laughs> but I, the other thing I want to encourage, I've said this a few times throughout the years of the podcast, one of the best ways to get your kids talking and to kind of disarm them is to get a koosh ball or a ball or something that you just can throw back and forth and you can throw ball in the house. So get a soft ball and just start yeah. throwing just when they walk in the door from school, put their bags down, whatever, like yeah. in that moment where you want to engage them in conversation, just do a little, Hey, heads up, throw the ball. And I, you feel, throw the ball, they will catch it and they will automatically throw it back to you. It's just right, this like right. engagement. Then for, you know, you're just kind of doing a little bit of catch. And when you're playing catch, that's a bilateral stimulation and mm-hmm. it does allow them to, it, it, it engages the body brain, that yeah. lower part of the brain 
So any fight, flight, freeze, or like any, any anxiety they might be carrying, it will kind of come down a little bit as they begin to yeah. play with the rhythmic movement. That's what we love about RevWell kids, just getting yeah. kids moving rhythmically, drumming, shaking yeah. rhythms, those types of things help to tell them I'm safe. Yeah. I'm in safe company. I'm playing ball with someone. Then you can have that conversation of, yeah. you know, how do you feel about dinner? Or I noticed, you know, dinner time, it's maybe not been your favorite time or it's been a lot of tension at dinner or yeah. you're not eating breakfast. Tell me more about that. Like in yeah. those type of conversations. Cause otherwise I think kids intrinsically, once they can figure it out that meals and food is somehow also connected to approval and, and safety and, yeah. um, joy or pain, right? Like they yeah. start to make that connection. And we want to make a connection of you're safe, no matter what, right. like we're, That's we're, right. we're, we're, we're together and we don't have to agree on everything, but we, there's yeah. a way through this to be a family. Yeah. I think another way to kind of maybe get some of those same, um, those same effects around food is allowing your kids to help you cook. Not every meal, right? Because some meals we got to get on the table and keep it moving, but (laughs) on those Saturday mornings or Sunday afternoons, or maybe, you know, Wednesdays or Thursdays or a slower evening for you, when you can spare a little bit of pocket of time, Mm -hmm. or it could be when you're meal prepping, you know, if you meal prep for the week and you have a couple hours that you've designated Mm -hmm. for that, maybe just carve out some time and have your child help you slice up some veggies, have them, you know, look in the fridge and say, okay, pick, two pieces of fruit that are going to go in your lunch this week, or, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. And same thing, you know, I I don't know if that counts as the bilateral stimulation or not, but like, I just remember, you know, um, what is it? Snapping peas with my grandmother and she's talking to me. Yes. You're using your hands. Yeah. Yeah. You're washing greens and, you know, slicing things and they're teaching you how to do that stuff. And, and that again, brings that, you know, brings that guard down so that there's more opening to have conversation. And then a lot of times, and it works well with picky eaters. If they see the process, if they're a part of the process, they may be more likely to try some of the foods that they haven't before. And you can also have a conversation with them about why they may not like something. And then you can show them, you know, okay, well, Hey, you said that you didn't really like this. Um, how about we try this instead? Yes. It lets them know that you're thinking about what they're saying. Like you even yes. care, you know, it yes. shows them that you care about that. So I think allowing your kids to help in the kitchen, um, is also another great way to kind of take that guard down around food, make it a safe space and you're teaching them something that connection is there. It can definitely open up. I love that. I agree with that too. And I remember when Sophia, Sophia would ask to cook Jack, that's so much. I'd be like, want to cook? No, he could do this, but (laughs) Sophia always wanted to get in there and help me. And I was always worried about her cutting herself, like cutting I had to get over that. I saw at some point I saw somebody that was a cook, like get your kid a little knife. It's not going to, you know, yes. not like the a little dagger um, sharp. Lettuce, uh, what is it? The lettuce knives. They're like usually green and they have a serrated edge, but they're plastic. They okay. slice through veggies and they're very safe go. for kids. Like get, like you said, get your kids in the kitchen, give them some yeah. tools that they can. I love that. Stuff. Give them yeah. their fancy, their own tools. That's right. Their that stuff. Only they use. I think that would definitely get them to be like, okay, for sure. I'm equipped. It's like getting a building set, a hammer and you know, they want to play that, let them yeah. get in the kitchen and play cooking. And might I also add, I remember Sophia would, would chop up 
whether it was uh, tomatoes or garlic or not garlic onions, which were always a trip for her. Uh, but I also remember I had to stop myself from wanting to fix how she did it. Oh, you know, it's like, there's like big and terrible. And then she would watch me come behind her and like fix it. And then she'd be like, well, then what's the point? So right. exactly. you got to be ready everyone for some rustic <laughs> meals, just chunks of crud, but this is the stuff that memories are made of. That's this it. Is That's it. And then there's a story. Hey, you remember you made those lumpy <laughs> pancakes, you know, yeah, and, right. and they can even kind of mark their improvement. You know, the first time that they make something, then maybe you have them make it again after a couple of weeks and then they learn. And then you can use the times in between to teach them some of the things that might need a little fine tuning. So if their slicing isn't quite on par for what you would want, well, not in the moment, you know, next time, exactly. The next time, you know, show them. So it's, but this takes time and then it just yeah. takes some practice. It takes some of that forward thinking yeah. and it takes us of getting out of that hurry, the state of rushing, the state so of true. things have to get done. No, no, no. Let me slow down and mm-hmm. really pay some attention to myself, to my child. Like, where can I bring them into my world? You know, and, yes. and, and, and spend some time with them. Um, that is how we get to show them Jesus and show them. And we get to tell them some of those stories that, you know, sometimes I feel like, man, if they just knew, if they knew what happened to me, you know, this is how we get to open that door to have those conversations and hopefully have some things stick because we can't control them. You know, we can't control them. We can't make them do something and not do something. So the only, the, the only hope that we have is that we sow into them and then we allow God to, to keep them, yeah. you know, yeah. to do the so rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to encourage also for those of you, just through the vision of RW kids, it, we, as much as we, yes, we want to get them, you know, moving their bodies and making some good choices. That's all good stuff. But really at the end of it, if we go all the way down to the core of it is that they can regulate their emotions, know, be val- like be able to feel their feelings without yes. having to do their feelings. Again, a three-year-old is going to do their feelings, but that yes. if, if you're the safe adult, that they can learn that they are a safe place, that the Lord is with them and that they're safe. So this is going to go far beyond, uh, you know, trying to help kids quote, get healthy physically. This is a mental soul mission that we are on Uh, an original design that kids know that they're good they're intrinsically good, inherently made good, that their bodies are made for them to heal, to fight for them. So we get to have this bigger story about children being the incarnate, the God is with them incarnate and they're walking this earth to deliver good news, not just, Mm. you know, try and beat the obesity epidemic, which I'm for like, yes, let's get our kids healthy, but there's more to that story. Kids struggle. Kids are often, you know, less than ignored. Parents aren't available. We're too busy. We're on our phones. Like this is stuff that we Mm. as a family can come together and get well on that. We, as a family, like when our kids get to have the vote on how we're doing on our phone, how available we are, Oh yeah. They, they, that's good feedback, everyone. And I I get excited (laughs) about that because I'm like, we're going to get there. No, it's scary everyone, but it's going to bring out, um, just a a generation that I think the heritage of the Lord. Yeah. 
Really and we should one. be the ones leading that, right? Like, yes. like we should be the ones that the world is looking at to say, man, how are those kids yeah, navigating this? You know, all these things happening in the world or testing in the schools or, you know, friend groups breaking up, whatever oh, it is. Drama. Yeah. How is, how is that kid over there? Like, they just look like they have resilient. so much peace or they're, they're resilient. They're able to bounce back quicker. Come on. What is it about them? And it should always point to Jesus. Amen. But a lot of times we we're the ones that we aren't doing, you know, as well, you know, we're the ones that are like, we're looking for a solution. We're, Come we're on. You know, Googling stuff when really we need to stop and just Amen. Lord, show me, show me right. what it is. Tell me what it is. Give me the words. The next time I'm in front of them, show yes. me what to do. The next time I yes. open up that report card and I might yes. not see what I want to see. Give me the words to affirm who they are and to not love them based on what they do. Like yes. that, I think is, is one of the hardest things as a parent to try to love, even when our kids do things <laughs> that aren't what we want them to do, oh, Yes, sir. but we have to love them um, in a way that's different from the world. You know, we, we do a great job of, I think, pushing, and I'm saying we, I'm not condemning, you know, anyone listening to this, we, I'm included in this too. We do a great job of pushing them away, mm-hmm. but now we need to do an even better job of bringing them back and, yes. and showing them that we will love them period. Yes. Period. Like not, yes. we will love them because, uh, even though, but yes. we still want, no, 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 we will love them always period. period. Yeah. I remember getting this vision of the Lord of thinking how, huh. I would, I would do it differently with my kids back in the early days. Everyone, you all know, it's no surprise. This ministry was built on my brokenness. <laughs> built, started, started on my brokenness. And then Jesus came and absolutely has wrecked me through the years and has given me revelation of how mm-hmm. healing really happens and what I lacked in my youth. I now can have in my old age and pass it on <laughs> a little late to my children, but Amen. they're getting it. But I think back to when I used to, uh, my kids would, you know, have a, have a tantrum, have a moment, or they were just not acting the way I was raising them. Like they weren't making those choices. First of all, I knew nothing about brain development. Hello. If I could go back and be like, Lisa, they have no frontal lobe. Like they're not good luck with that. You've got to right. do your work, Elisa. You have the frontal lobe, you right. do your work. And anyway, so I would, when my kid would have a, a spin out, I would, you know, send them into timeout. And which was more for me than for them. So I could get a moment, but then I remember when they would come back or eventually they come, I'd let them out of the timeout. I was still like, I would still be reeling inside, like hurt or scared. Like what's wrong with them or what, what's, why aren't they getting this? And are they, you know, all the projecting out of fear. Yeah. And then eventually over time, I would start to let them back in. And that is my youth. Mm -hmm. Like my mom, when I would upset my mom, it was, you were out. And then in time, maybe a good day or two, you might get back in. Yeah. It's exhausting for me. Yeah. So now I look, I go, Oh, the most beautiful thing we can do. Kids are going to have their moments. They are kids and there's nothing wrong with a timeout. It's good to regulate, right. Right. give them mm-hmm. some tools to learn how to breathe in their timeout, just yes. in their feelings. Yeah. But if I was to do it over again, I would then after a timeout, go and get them and say, and just embrace them and say, I missed you. I, oh, wow. I don't like being without you. 
like that bring them back in? Yeah. Then yeah. what did you learn? Did anything you did anything I can know or what did you learn in timeout? Teach me like that type yeah. of yeah went, but I need to come back mm. and I missed you while you were gone. Ah, think about <sighs> type that of takes warfare. Humility. That I mean, yes, that takes humility to be able to do that to your kid. And I don't know about you, but I was not raised by grandparents or parents who embraced humility when no, it came to no, me, you know, no. like this is a whole different Amen. model, you know, a whole different way of thinking. And, you know, I, there, there's going to be a whole camp of people who are like, no, you're doing too much kids. Now they're too soft. They're asking for too much, but honestly, this is how we embrace them. This is how we teach them to talk through things. This is how, you know, we start to beat this mental health crisis. We're giving yes. them space to, like you said, the tools that they need to take that time out yep. and to embrace them and bring them in right then. Yeah. You know, they don't have not to after earn they've earned it. Come on. Yeah. That's, yeah, hey, that's not the love of Christ. Right. That, right. Like, if someone says that's too soft, no, yeah. they still yeah. had a consequence. Yes. Still, there are still lines, Yes, but it's not done out of, I have to do this so I can live. <laughs> like, that's right. It's like, no, I'm doing this for you. That's I right. love you. And this sucks. But then to bring them back as, as soon as we can, because that's, that's the love right. of Christ. Mm -hmm. As soon as we turn towards Christ, he's already running towards us yeah. already running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get excited about, I get so excited about RW kids. You guys, this is happening. <laughs> so what do people, what do people need to know about it? Do you know anything like in closing that you would want them to, to be uh -huh. aware of? Well, I believe, um, I believe the Rev Kids workout, I believe that's going to be released in August of 23. Okay. So that will be coming this fall. So keep an eye out for that. The Rev U Kids, again, that's going to be for instructors training okay. for current Revelation Wellness instructors. Yes. That is going to start in the fall. So I believe we're starting at the end of October. So okay. putting a plug, if you are a current Revelation Wellness instructor, or you will be by that date, then you're get in. excited, get yes. excited. Because yes. I think too, a lot of times people are drawn to rev because the Lord convicts their spirit and pricks their heart. And at least for me, you watch the promos and just start bawling and you don't even know why you're like, that's me. I want to be in the dark, lifting up a weight. That's, you know, all those things. <laughs> and then you may have the certification and then you're like, okay, God, now what? Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not really pulled to anything that we talked about. This might be it. You know, Amen. this might be what it is. He might be preserving you for kids and families. Yes. And so yes. now you'll have some real practical tools. Uh, it is a six week program that will meet twice a week and we'll have a lecture and a lab and you Fantastic. will finish that class, not just having a full class of your own written out, but you will yes. also have tools and resources that we'll give to you, but also from your fellow classmates of the classes that they're pulling together. So yes. you're going to leave feeling like you are fully equipped, but you also have some ready to go things that out of the gate, if your church is like, Hey, you're doing VBS this year, or if yes. you're school, you work at a Christian school for, for physical education, you're like, well, what, what are some things that I can do? You're going to yes. have some things already ready to go. Um, and it. then we'll also have, as, as Lisa mentioned, there's some things coming on the podcast and Come on. other things that we will be able to roll out specifically for kids, parents, of course, you can listen yes. to, you can participate too. But again, our, our heart is that we want to 
to have kids feel like this can be their home too. If I give my kid a device and I just say, oh, we'll just go on Rebel TV. Like, wouldn't it be cool for them to just scroll and find some stuff that's just for for them them, that they can be like, yeah, I'm just going to spend my my screen time doing this. So that's that's what you can kind of start to look forward to. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Awesome. Well, we love you and we love the, your co-team members, Nicole, Danielle, and Kelly. That's it. Yes. Dream team. Get ready. Get ready. You're going to see them on the big screen. So good. good. All right. Well, before we go, I want to thank our donors. Um, you all, this is a nonprofit ministry just that we can we can create this program, yes. put the investment into these leaders and do review all the things that we get to do. We do because you guys keep these lights on and spread mm-hmm. the message. So thank yes. you donors. Thank you yes. again. If you're an RW plus subscriber, that is another way you can pour into this ministry and continue this. This has to go on. We really, really want to be a ministry-based organization, not a business-based organization. So ministry runs off of people and from the people, we can create these amazing, great contents and the gifting of the body of Christ comes forward. And if I could kind of add to that, I was a scholarship recipient. And so going through, uh, going through revelation wellness, going through instructor training would not have been possible. I had no financial means to be able to do it at all, but it's because the donors gave and because I was able to go through this training, I was able to then have the opportunity to be trained as an educator and have all these amazing opportunities to be a part of rebel TV and and challenge groups and coaching. And now to be able to have at least a small hand in helping to develop this outreach for children. I mean, let's go When people donate. They have to look at their donation as a sowing into the kingdom because I had no clue when I signed the line and signed the dotted line and said, yeah, I want to do this. I had no clue that this is where I would be right now with it. And just getting in my mind, the generations, of kids and people and the trajectory of kids' lives and them being exposed to what we're putting out, changing that trajectory. Like when you get in heaven and the Lord shows you your impact, it's going to be immense because of maybe the things that you did with your hands, but also what you did with your resources. So I just, I want to say thank you to the donors as well um, for them to just understand that it's more than just a dollar, you know, whatever the dollar amount is more than that. Right. It is, is hearts, it's souls, it's generations. Yes. It's people all like we set people free. Yeah. So consider becoming a donor (laughs) with us. If you're not one, any amount, just say with that dollar bill, with that $5, 20, $50 bill, let it sow it into the kingdom and let's push back darkness with this marvelous light. I'm so excited, Adrian. Yes. I'm yes, looking forward to you. all that RW Kids has. Thank you. <laughs> we'll have you back soon. Thank you so much. This is fun. <laughs> Peace. Friends, we hope this episode blessed you. And if you love it as much as we did, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to swipe up on the show notes. You will find all the links mentioned in the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can leave us an audio message and tell us how this episode sparked something in your heart. We would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Thank you for being here and be sure to connect with us soon in all the places. Peace.